We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I'll be joined in a moment by Chris Biederman. And joining us today is 49ers long snapper Tabor Pepper. He signed a two-year contract extension with the 49ers on February 4th. Really exciting to talk to him about the intricacies of long snapping, which is something that we don't always get a ton of detail on. Really fascinating conversation about that. We talked a lot about his journey to the 49ers. It was a long one, but he got here, earned that contract extension. And then we have a little bit of fun talking about uh, his very talented dog and why Chris is the only 49ers media member that he follows. Enjoy the conversation. Blue Wire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. All right, Tabor Peppers here joining Chris and I today. Joining me and Chris, I believe, is the grammatically correct way to do that. Uh, really, really excited for this conversation because I don't think I've ever seen somebody join the a team in any sport, really, and then just kind of immediately become this like fan favorite on the internet. And um, I've been really excited to uh, to chat with you for for. Uh, you know, since since you got with the team in week four, I guess. So, uh, thanks for thanks for jumping on. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'd like to think that I'm like a weird underground fan favorite, but I mean, <laughs> being a being a uh, um, out in the open and very public figure fan favorite would be nice too. <laughs> well, I want to actually. <laughs> that's 
I was going to I was going to ask you that a little bit later, but I'm just going to ask you right now. Is that something that you consciously like I need to tweet today or is it just like your stream of consciousness like some some days you're going to go a week without saying anything, some days you're going to jump on and have a bunch to say. Uh, uh is that is that like a conscious thing to be more forward facing? Um, sometimes like, sometimes I'll, like when I first got on the team, I was just stream of consciousness tweeting, <sighs> although not the smartest thing I was tweeting about like political stuff. So no, I probably great. shouldn't have been doing that, <laughs> but San Francisco was the market to, uh, do my political takes on because I'm rather left leaning, but <laughs> it starts as like a stream of consciousness, consciousness. Um, and then my, so my major in college was, uh, interactive and social media. Oh, interesting. Uh, that was like my specialization. So <laughs> sometimes it like if I'm getting a lot of uh, responses and, and interactions on my tweets, like sometimes I'll be like, oh, I need to tweet more. But but I have to I quickly notice, especially since I joined the 49ers, that like when it is stream of consciousness, people appreciate that a lot more. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. people can see through it if I am like, oh, I need to tweet. Cause it'll be just empty, like some sort of like picture and it'll be like, who's ready for football season. And it's just like very <laughs> disingenuous and I don't like that. So I think people appreciate the stream of consciousness and like getting to know the player outside of football, because I feel like I have a lot to offer even outside of football. Like I'm really passionate about my German shepherd dog and I'm passionate about weird robot toy model things. Uh, it's called Zoids. Um, and yeah, I'm not afraid to give my political takes either. So when you major in, so like, what's a what's a course schedule look like when you're majoring in in social media? Because that makes me feel really old hearing you say that. Yeah. So the th- cool thing about it is because I the biggest thing when I got to college was I had no clue what I wanted to do, and it was like two weeks before my sophomore year was over, and my football academic advisor was like you have to pick a major you can't leave my office until you pick a major and she threw all these pamphlets in front of me and she was like pick one (laughs) i was like (laughs) what's the one with like the most broad course load and she pointed out the interactive and social media so it's a media and information major specialization in interactive and social media so like but it was cool because i've always been interested in uh photoshop video editing photography um I did like a 3D modeling course and then another one of my courses was like interface design. So like when you sit in your car where the volume knob is, like you learn about how intuitively the volume knob should be on the left side uh, of the center console and like and just weird stuff like that. So it was very, very broad and was able to keep my incredibly ADD, ADHD mind like at ease with how many pots my hand was in so i was able to kind of juggle a lot of different stuff and keep me interested interesting so when did you first become a long snapper and and when did it become apparent to you that there might actually be a a long-term professional career um in play for you so it all started i guess the first year we ever punted was in sixth grade uh and my dad played football at university of illinois uh in 89 and 90 with jeff george and so he had a short stint in camp with the eagles in 90 Uh, and you know he was one of those guys who was going to try anything to to stick and he tried to pick up long snapping 
pretty much all he picked up from long snapping was just do it with two hands because that's all he taught me in sixth grade. <laughs> uh, so when I got to eighth grade and that was the first year of school football, um, the coach was like, hey, whoever wants to try to be the long snapper, come over here. And I think so few kids knew what a long snapper even was because like 20 people went over, which which if you asked that in high school, no one would be like, oh, I want to be the long snapper. So they got a bunch of eighth graders. So the the way that I won the competition was we had all these kids lined up and they were throwing it back and forth. Um, I Everyone was doing like a shotgun snap and trying to get it back there, you know, eighth grade, probably 10 to 12 yards. And I was the only one with two hands. So the coach walked down the line and he was going, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, Pepper, you're hired. And it was literally <laughs> only because I was the only person doing it with two hands. So like if my dad wouldn't have taught me that in sixth grade, I don't know what I would have done. Um, and then the long, long story short, I went to my first camp later that summer for long snapping specifically. And then I moved to Oklahoma or I moved from Oklahoma to, uh, Michigan going into 10th grade. And that's when I started taking it seriously. Um, cause in the middle of my 10th grade season, I was like, well, growing up, I was like, Oh, my dad played in college. I'm going to play in college. And then I kind of took a look at myself and I was like, wait, I'm, I'm third string wide receiver, fourth string defensive end. How the hell am I going to get to college again? <laughs> sitting on the bench and i was like oh i'll just long snap so from the eighth grade to 10th grade i kept going to these camps and i was progressively getting better and better i think i started at like 25th in the nation and then when i graduated high school i was uh fifth in the nation um i could have been a preferred walk-on you know people are like how many offers did you get a lot of times with the really good long snappers at least back in my day because now it's even more saturated than it used to be um I pretty much could have been a preferred walk-on anywhere in the country um, and fought for a spot. I was fighting for that scholarship, so I was trying to you know, wine and dine these teams as to why I should have been offered. Um, but I was super, super tall and super, super skinny. I think my senior year, I was like 175, and I was like 6'4". Um, but I would have to take my dad to all my recruiting trips to show the coaches, hey, look, I got a big guy in my jeans. Like I can, I can get there. <laughs> And I had to leave my mom in the car because she's super skinny. So it's like I just show that I'll fill out. I swear. Um, but yeah, and I was committed to University of Michigan um, as a preferred walk on. Um, and they were telling me, yeah, you'll be able to fight for a spot this year. I would have been going up against a fifth year senior. And knowing what I know now, I had no shot of starting just because yeah. of politics and logistics. Um, yeah. But the I think I I technically signed like a fake little paper on signing day to go to U of M. Uh, and then an emergency happened at Michigan state and they offered me a scholarship. Uh, so the rest is history. Nice. As a, uh, as an Ohio state alum, I think you made the right decision. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I, I think I did too. Uh, you mentioned there that you were playing wide receiver and defensive end mm-hmm. in high school. Kyle Nelson used to get listed as a tight end. What position would you get used at in an emergency if the 49ers needed you to play somewhere that wasn't long snapper? Um, I Normally, I would say defensive end just because I think it was a really fun position when I played. But I was at a tailgate a few years ago uh, with 
my best friend who played tight end at uh, Michigan State. I was like, I bet I could pass rush against you and get past you. And so he <laughs> got in a two point stance and I got in a three point stance and I tried to rush past him and uh, I ended up <laughs> didn't go. I, off. Yeah, I ended up on my back like <laughs> the air knocked out of me. and I was like, give me another Bud Light. <laughs> and then the rest of the tailgate commenced. But uh, yeah, I don't know if it would end well, but that's where I would hope to play. So, so you haven't tried that against like George Kittle in, in practice or a walkthrough or anything? Not a chance. I am way stronger <laughs> than I was like three, four years ago, but I still don't think I'm even close. Yeah. So what, what's interesting to me about long snapping is people just like look at it. Like I think the layman would just say, oh, if I just practiced long snapping since I was like in high school and, you know, maybe I could be in the pros. But it's sort of like golf in the sense that like somebody could have a really good golf swing, but it doesn't mean they hit the ball for shit, you know? Totally. Like, so what, what is it about, like, what differentiates the, you know, the 32 best long snappers in the world who have jobs in the NFL versus, um, you know, the, the next tier, the people outside of that who are maybe fighting for those jobs? Like, how wide is that gap and what are the specifics that makes you good at what you do enough to, to get a job in the NFL? So I think the the golf analogy is probably the best for any specialist punter, kicker, long snapper, um, because anybody can get go to Top Golf and out of fifty balls just rip one mm-hmm. that would like rival Tiger Woods, maybe. But the thing that makes Tiger Tiger is his consistency, the ability to be able to do something over and over and over again. So the consistency mainly, um, also. The other thing a lot of people don't think about is like how important the block is after snapping in the NFL for punts, uh, which I don't even think I really grasped how important it was until I was fighting for a spot in the NFL. Um, but I mean, that's the blocking probably keeps more people out of the NFL than the snapping does. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, it takes a lot of work because you, you know, Unlike your guards who are hip to hip with you, basically their their head is up. They're looking at the guys they need to block. Whereas you might get to check like two seconds before you snap, and then you have to put your head back down. Um, and that that can you know the fact that you start with your head down and you have to take a really quick picture as soon as you pop your head up and make a decision. I mean that's hard to do. Um, snappers like Jake McQuaid at the Rams he's really good because he kind of does a hybrid like he'll check between his legs and then he he rests his head he kind of his eyes are on the ball um his eyes are forward instead of back towards the the punter and he's really really consistent blocker so are there like kickers that like a snap a certain way obviously that it matters to the holder too but do kickers are they particular about like velocity and placement of the snap or is that just a thing with the holders and the holders um, like, like the, the kickers talk to the holders and how they want it, how they want the ball set down and, and all of that stuff. How does that work? Yeah. So I think the main thing with kickers, at least the ones I've been around, um, and I've, I've spent time with Justin Tucker and, you know, obviously Robbie, uh, some really, really good kickers, Mason Crosby as well. Um, and also, well, Jason Sanders too. He just signed that five year, $22 million contract out in Miami. Mm. Super happy for him. Oh. Um, Wow, now that I think about it, I've seen out for some really, really good kickers. <laughs> That's not a bad list. Uh, Robbie, yeah, Robbie and Tucker are two of the best of, of the last generation, probably. 
for sure. Um, one of the things that they talk about the most is um, being able to see the ball. Um, there's some holders. Oh, did my power just go out? Oh, no, sorry. My screens went blank. I haven't touched my mouse. Sorry. Um, <laughs> a lot of kickers, they, they want to be able to see the ball uh, for as long as possible. Um, one thing that Coach Rosberg in Baltimore always talks about with punter, snapper, kicker, he says big balls, big balls. And if you watch <laughs> Sam Coke, well, I guess they released him. But if you go back and watch the film of Morgan, Sam, and uh, uh, Justin, Sam is like sh- outstretched. His arms are stretching really far in front of him to catch the ball because they want Justin to be able to see as much as the ball of, as possible um, throughout the whole process of the kick. Whereas some holders, um, and th- this is not a knock to him, by the way. It's just someone that I know, Sam yeah. Martin, who's the punter and holder in uh, Denver. He's very crouched towards the ball. The ball's always very close to his body. Um, so sometimes it's hard for the kicker to see the ball through the whole process. So, you know, it's the speed. If you have a faster snap, the kicker's going to be able to see the ball longer. Hmm. as long as the holder can get it down that's fascinating because the Niners went through in 2019 after no 2018 was when Kyle Nelson got suspended yeah so 2018 they went through like four long snappers before he finally got back and I I always wondered what like how so it's just just getting the ball back to the (laughs) to the holder the punter Funny story about that in 2018. Uh, so 2017, I broke my foot when I was with the Packers. So, mm-hmm. but I finally got healthy February of 2018. Nobody signed me to any OTAs, any camps all summer. Um, but during the season, I got brought out to a bunch of tryouts. One of the tryouts I got brought out to in 2018 was with the 49ers. And there were five guys there total. And the final three people that they had at this tryout was John Condo. Colin Holba and me. Oh, and then wow. and then so they held it. So the they, for whatever reason, this has nothing to do with the Niners. Our physicals took forever, so we got to talk for like three hours while we were at the doctor's office, <laughs> and then we went back to the facility, um, and we're waiting, waiting, waiting. And they said we're not going to make a decision today. Um, everybody, we got flights back home for you. Yada yada yada. Um, and I'm, I think it's like the next night I'm on my couch back in Ann Arbor and I'm like flicking when I was a free agent, I would search long snapper on Twitter and just flick, 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 see if anyone was getting signed, (laughs) if anybody got hurt. Um, and all of a sudden I see 49ers sign Colin Holba and it was like, well, actually, sorry. Uh, it was Atlanta signs John Condo and I was like, Oh damn. Like I didn't even know they had someone out. And then I flick again to get it updated, and it's 49ers sign Colin Holba. And, like, nothing against those guys, but seeing it was us three, the finalists, basically, for this job. And then those other two guys get signed within, like, 30 minutes of each other. And I was still sitting on my couch at home. Like, that felt really, really bad. Um, But, you know, I went to other tryouts, and obviously I was with the Dolphins in 2019. But, yeah, I I was at that tryout when the kind of the carousel started. That's my bad for bringing it up. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's fine. <laughs> I just, it's funny because like I didn't even really think about it, but 2018 is is really when it started, um, and I was like there for it. And but I will say like my blocking then is nowhere 
where it is now. Hmm. Interesting. How does so, that work? R- real quick, Chris. Uh, yeah, how ahead. does that work at a tryout? Do they just have people you snap and then they have people rush, or do you have to hit like a blocking sled? Like, how does that? Um, how do they simulate tr- that? Every tryout's different. Um, there's some tryouts where it's like super involved. I've had tryouts where there's like <clears throat> two guys rushing at once, but you have to go where the call side was, and then they'll rush and twist. Um, and then I've gone to another tryout where it was the special teams coach put on this like special vest that had pads on it and he rushed against you. Uh, and then I've had tryouts where they just tell you which way to block and, and nobody rushes and you kind of just have to block on air. Um, so it just depends coach to coach place to place. Sometimes it's front office people making the sh- calling the shots and sometimes it's the uh, special teams coach. So uh, read a little bit about you before this. Um, you spoke to our, our friend Eric Branch over at the Chronicle and and mentioned that you had bought a house in Fort Lauderdale um, before you wound up uh, no longer being part of the Dolphins' plans. How, yeah. how did that? How, how did that all uh, shake down for you? And, uh, and I hate so, to bring up sore memories, yeah, but no, it, it, it's a funny story. I've had to like reframe it in my mind to make it not seem as bad, but like. It sucked really bad, obviously, um, <laughs> buying a house. But like the major bright side to it was like Haley, my fiance, and I were in, I mean, maybe a 700 square foot apartment with one bedroom mm-hmm. uh, all through the season. We used to call it the dorm because it was so small. <laughs> it was seriously like one dorm room. Um, but through buying the house like we were able to get out we moved into that house one week before the world shut down because it it was it was a sick it was built in like the 50s so it had a ton wrong with it but (laughs) it had like a really sick back patio hot tub um a pool uh just a really cool fun layout there were massive like porch doors that you could open up like we were going to be throwing parties like crazy well when we moved in, when we finally got the keys, I'm like, all right, Haley, let's unpack as soon as possible and we'll just have people in and out of here and like we'll have pool parties and blah, 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 blah. The neighbors were super cool. Um, so we got un. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Packed like so, so, so fast. And the very next week, the world shut down because of Corona. Um, So, like, I will say, like, it sucked that, I mean, suck is an understatement. It was horrible when I got cut. But, like, we 
were able to get out of the dorm room, quote unquote, and right. have a house to ourselves, a pool to ourselves. So we had an excuse to go outside, sit out, sit outside in the Fort Lauderdale sun. And so it wasn't all bad, but it definitely wasn't the greatest. And we did enough work to the house while we were there to um, end up not taking a loss whenever we sold it to move up here. Nice. That's the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Goodness. Yeah. So in in 2016, you go undrafted. You finally get a shot in 2017. What happened between or during that season and the ensuing off season that that got you ready to have an NFL shot? What happened during the 2016 season where I was yeah. with the team? Um, How do you think you got better? Well, so I started. So I went to rookie minicamp with the ravens and then veteran minicamp and i don't know what i was expecting i think i was expecting to like get signed go to camp and like i don't even know if i was expecting to beat out morgan cox but looking back that was never gonna happen with where i was at in 2016 um but yeah um nobody signed me i knew rossberg liked me quite a bit um but i didn't hear from like any team whatsoever uh, all through that 2016 season. I kind of honestly fell into like a little mini depression thing. I was staying up until like two, three, four in the morning and waking up at like two, three, four in the afternoon. Um, I was finally able to get out of it like in like late November, early December. <clears throat> I just started, this sounds so corny. I started doing like a crap ton of yoga, like, five six times a week i love it um, it's very yeah. on brand for the pod so yeah <laughs> <laughs> are you guys big yogis uh i i try well i, I don't consider myself Moderate a yogi but i do do it like five or six times a week oh nice so so i drink yeah, chai I, so that's, <laughs> yeah. that's good enough um that'll work uh, picking up a girl at a yoga studio so <laughs> have you tried my chai latte um so yeah it, it kind of got me out of my funk it got me moving it got me active um the moving meditation was good for me. Um, and then I finally had a shot at a tryout with the Packers late December. And then they signed me to a uh, futures contract. Show up to OT. Well, two weeks before OTAs, they signed another long snapper out of James Madison University. Had never heard of him before. Um, and we go to camp. This kid was like, just as tall as me weighed just as much he was a little bit stronger than me a little bit faster than me but i felt like i had the edge on him snapping wise uh and then three weeks into otas they cut me <laughs> and i drove all the way back home from wisconsin to michigan um and then i think i went on a couple more workouts nobody signed me and then they ended up re-signing their veteran brett good he played three games, then got hurt, and then they signed me. And then I played four games, went to bye week, came back, first practice back, got hurt. Ugh. Then they brought back the guy that they cut me. Ugh. He 
he rolled back like two snaps in each of the two games that he played, and then they cut him and brought Brett back. So it, that was a three-person carousel, and everybody got brought through twice. <laughs> wow. What a roller coaster! Yeah, so it's so funny. People never think about long snappers till you know 49ers had like 2018, 2019 happen, and yeah, uh, just you know, it's more common than people think. Can can you name all the thirteen teams that you've um that you've either signed with or had tryouts with or camp invites, whatever maybe? Yeah. Um right. so I've had so my senior year I had to work out with the Patriots and the Eagles and the Lions, and then too many camps with the Ravens, <clears throat> a thing at the Patriots, Packers. Packers, Jacksonville, Patriots a couple more times. Tennessee. Well, I think I said Green Bay. Yeah. And then Giants, Miami, Detroit again, and then 49ers, Arizona, and the Colts. Wow. Wow. That was impressive. Was that everyone? I would, I stopped counting like halfway through because I, because I had <laughs> faith that you were going to get through it. But I had you. Yeah, it sounds right. I had thirteen. Sounds like thirteen. I my dad actually like as I was going to these tryouts, uh, updated my LinkedIn with every single tryout I've ever had. Do you still have a LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah. Why is it like? It was oh my god! Huge... My background is Lambeau Field. I need to change that. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> uh, it yeah, was like a big deal. List. It was like a big deal that the Rams had a quarterback who was still rocking a LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, do we know that Richard Hightower didn't sign you because you were on my LinkedIn? Really great, incredibly point. organized LinkedIn. My dad <laughs> even has my the games that I played at Green Bay on here. That's Holy awesome. Crap. Yeah, I have actually every tryout I've ever had on here. That's so you were cheating. <laughs> no, no, no. I just opened it up as soon as I quit. But I think I did a pretty good job. There's some on here that I. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so <laughs> you were we haven't gotten a chance to talk to too many players about just what the experience was like in Arizona. Um Oh my god. <laughs> and, yeah, okay, it wasn't start. bad. Like they they killed it. Like the 49ers like killed it with trying to make it as smooth as possible. I'll say that. But what what questions do you have? Yeah, so I I just what was the day-to-day like? What were you guys allowed to do? What weren't you allowed to do? Was it like super tough mentally or was it just something that you knew you would be able to get through after a couple of weeks? Well, just what was that whole process like? So I think like kind of the the essentials were there. We had like we had a weight room. We had a locker room. We had the training room. Um, we got kind of bust over to the fields in little golf cart things. Um, let's see. Just kind of the... I don't know what you call. I know that like having a hot tub and a cold tub is like standard in NFL buildings, um, which I think they were able to accommodate um, with little outdoor pools outside. Um, It was just a little tougher to do everything really. I don't know. Like the food, they had food, they had three, four square meals for us a day, snacks. They had the full nutrition thing there. Um, Really everything we needed um they did a great job like accommodating us the only the one thing that was pretty cool was i think one a couple times during the month we were there they had to sanitize the um food room like the dining hall or whatever well we couldn't have a dining hall they 
wherever that like the buffet that they would serve us from sure um they had to sign sanitize that so a few times we all got like a hundred dollar grubhub credit um that was pretty cool and the other and we could order grubhub or uber eats whenever we wanted um, right if we got tired of the hotel food but the hotel food i mean they made sure that the menu was pretty you know ton of variety and Yada yada yada. They had a Portillos and a Raising Canes out there, which they obviously don't have in California. Oh, so, so I was good. able to. <laughs> yeah, I know both of those. I was grubbing on those. Yeah, Raising Canes is good. Whenever so I go it... visit Arizona, I make it a point to go to Portillos. Oh, for sure. Just first stop. Go ahead, so first was stop. it like? Was it tough? Were were guys getting fed up, or was was morale pretty good throughout most of it? It's like, cause like we talk to guys in press conferences, but guys will obviously, you know, say what they need to say in press conferences. But like, was yeah. it like, how, how difficult was it just from a mental standpoint, spending so much time in, in a hotel room and, and being sort of limited in what you could do? So the thing for me, because I was already living in a hotel room for about two months before we even left, it was like, it was okay. But if I, if I showed you guys a picture of my hotel room and, um, in Santa Clara, like I had a full PC, like dual monitor set up there. Like, <laughs> I was, I was living, like I was real comfortable. Mm-hmm. But like because we flew to Arizona, I, uh, I didn't bring that with me. Right. Um. So like I was some- somewhat comfortable since I was already living in a hotel. But some of the guys who could afford it, they were able to get Airbnbs, bring their family out. Um. Haley never got to visit because we were both in agree agreement, like she's she will absolutely not be the reason why the 49ers like catch covid if she were to fly out like, right, right. we both were agreeing that that was absolutely not going to happen so we just decided to not even bring her out at all um but yeah the one mistake i should have <laughs> mitch is so funny mitch is so frugal i don't know if you'll ever if, whenever you talk to him he's so incredibly frugal it's not even funny that's funny. Border, borderline cheap but i was like i need something <laughs> to game on i need something to game on he's like he's like bro why don't you just go to best buy get a get a gaming laptop and we're gonna be here for less than a month you just return it on the last day and you basically got a gaming laptop for free while you were here <laughs> it's a really good impression yeah, accent thanks. Was great. <laughs> thanks wow i love having an aussie teammate it's so funny do you talk like that to him like is that just a regular thing no because i don't want him to make fun of me if it's bad but <laughs> i've always i've always kind of done an aussie accent here and there just messing mm. around but getting to hear it all day every day <laughs> during 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 work is pretty cool so the, is he a talker <laughs> he seems like he's a, uh, quiet he's a talker guy. to me he oh, is okay. a quiet guy but we're we're pretty close. That's cool. Especially now that he got a dog. He got a Rottweiler puppy. So I'm kind of the dog guy that people go to. Awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned before we started recording that this was the most excited you've been for a season. I, I would imagine some of that has to do with the fact that you did get a contract. You do have a little bit more stability now. But just other than like aside from that, uh, why why are you so excited for for this upcoming season and what? What are your expectations, I guess, for yourself um, going into 2021? It's a multitude of reasons, mostly. And I think you could see it if you watch my film in Miami and my film in um, in San Francisco. Um, yeah, <laughs> you can you can see I, I obviously played better when I got to San Francisco. And I think it's because, uh, you know, 
the room that I was in, there was there was obviously the veteran leadership from from Robbie. Um, you know, I was allowed to make mistakes here, and you know, I've been snapping long enough to where if I do have a snap that's like a little inside, a little outside, whatever it may be, like I know where it went and I know how to correct it. And Coach Hightower is really good about not like completely ripping ass if like chewing us out if if something's gone he's like i know you guys are pros you guys are gonna act accordingly like you'll get it figured out and you can see that in my play through the season um if you watch the washington football team game uh i got beat on a an overload to the left i just let my guy through inexplicably and then the very next game the cowboys ran it and i blocked it perfectly and even some of their more tricky stunts so i mean this season was a a large, you know, season of growth uh, in a lot of different ways, mentally and then also, uh, you know, on the field. Um, like I said, the leadership from Robbie's awesome. Uh, Mitch is a great guy. <clears throat> Fans are awesome out here. Um, really, everything. Um, I think being able to make mistakes is the biggest thing that I'm, you know, I'm excited about. Uh, but yeah, and you know, aside from the actual like contract and money, the contract represented more than just getting um some money in my bank account. It was I've been fighting for a team to have enough uh belief and um trust in me to want to sign me to a, an extension. So I've been fighting for that pretty much the whole time I've been out of college. Uh, and I feel like I finally gotten that. And the last thing I want to do is let them down. Uh, and I just want to play football and have a really, really good time with the, uh, guys in the locker room because this locker room is really, really cool and really, really special. Yeah. Was that's, that some- that's good to hear. So Kyle's Kyle, what R- were you going to say? Quick, real quick, real uh, quick, follow yeah. up on that. Was that something that you kind of knew was coming or did you wake up one day to a text? It was just like, or a phone call. It was like, Hey, by the way, you got this coming. Um, and then who was your first phone call once you found out officially? So I think I knew just by my level of play. Um, as as mistakes were minimized and uh, just general atmosphere in the in the room and in meetings, um, I think I could tell that they they liked me and were high on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want that feeling to get in the way of my performance so i'm just like well i can do a little bit better this week let's figure out how to do that um and i think by the time the conversation started it had got gotten me in like such good habits of of studying and improving myself and talking to robbie and talking to mitch and talking to ht um on how to improve everything that you know i was by the time it came for those talks i I don't think they were surprised that they wanted to resign me, and I don't think I was surprised that they wanted to resign me either. It's funny you say that, being uh, like not wanting to get too comfortable or whatever. Like Jim Harbaugh, back when he was coaching the 49ers, <sighs> used to say, <laughs> he used to, somebody asked him a question, like, are you comfortable with player X or whatever? 
anyone on like a two minute spiel about how comfortable is not a word in his vernacular and that he doesn't think sh- like has any place in football. <laughs> he's such a <laughs> lunatic. He's such a lunatic. <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, that, that's what I thought. I live 10 minutes from Ann Arbor, my friend. <laughs> like I, I've, I have, people have given me so much crap on Twitter whenever I, I would troll U of M because I'm a Michigan state grad. Yeah. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We love him here. But I just, I, can't get on board i don't know what to tell you <laughs> it's um, been a weird there's different level yeah. there, there's a level of comfort where you are lazy and you were like man they're not gonna get rid of me man yeah. but then there's a level of comfort like i trust these guys i'm not worried as long as i do what i need to do i'm comfortable right. that that's like the level of comfort i'm at yeah, yeah. That, that that makes sense so i, I think I, I think kyle um has a bunch of rapid fire questions he wants to ask you to, uh, to have, keep it light as we wrap this thing up i have 14 ish Wow. Uh, but they don't need to be like long answers. You can just okay. it's rapid fire style. Uh, we started we started off this call with uh, you chowing some some fish and rice and vegetables. What is your go to healthy meal? Go to healthy. Honestly, the meal I just cooked tonight. Like I just learned this new salmon air fryer recipe. It's mm-hmm. so fast. I don't. F- I think that's gonna be my main dinner because I try to eat like lean proteins at lunch and then the fattier ones like fattier ground beef and then like fish salmon at night or at, for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those curious, I also told these guys to get a rice cooker if they didn't have one. Um, I'm not gonna tell the joke that one of the <laughs> hosts made, but it was really funny, <laughs> slightly, slightly misogynistic, but. Um, <laughs> Get a rice cooker if you don't have one because I, I just make rice at the beginning of the day and it's able to keep it warm all day. So I just go in, scoop it up, and it's done. Uh, and then the salmon, you put like a quarter of a tablespoon of honey and then a bunch of sriracha. I mix it up, put a little bit of uh, sesame seeds, salt, and pepper on it. Then you lather it on the salmon, throw it in an air fryer, 380, 14 minutes. And then I just heated up some quick veggies and that was that. When you're not gonna go healthy you're just like <clears throat> screw it i'm eating whatever i want what's your go-to for that well i'll tell you my go-to mcdonald's meal because my go-to Dynamite. like because i <laughs> i i vary a lot with like yeah oh, i want to eat crappy like uh, my go-to mcdonald's meal uh is a <clears throat> two mcdoubles medium fry large coke mm. excellent and then if i'm really hungry Slash hungover, it'll I'll add a chicken to it. <laughs> uh, more on the slash hungover stuff coming up in a minute. Uh, who was your? What was your favorite team? Football team growing up? My favorite uh, college or college or pro football team? Either or. Um. So I, growing up in Oklahoma, I never really. We don't have a, any pro teams right. there. Um, the Thunder came when I was like in seventh grade, I think, or else I. Probably would have been a fan of them, but um, my mom grew up a Bears fan, but she also told me since we were so close to Texas that I wasn't allowed to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. Smart. So I really didn't have a, any pro team whatsoever. Uh, to be honest, I couldn't give two craps about professional football until I became like a senior in college when I, I was trying to make it become my job, <laughs> like trying to make it my job. Like I never paid attention to it. So like I'm still catching up with some things like, I don't know. I, I don't really know much about many pro teams as far as their history or whatever. So sure. as soon as I sign, I just like try to soak it up as much as possible. Were you an Oklahoma or Oklahoma state guy? 
Uh, my dad worked for Oklahoma State, so. Oh, okay. Who was your favorite player? Ooh, there. Did you have um, one? Um, oh, my God. What was his name? Was it Rashawn Woods? No, his last name was Curry. Oh, oh, football player? Uh, e- either one. Uh, there was a guy with the last name Curry at Oklahoma State. He was a basketball player. I liked it because, man, yeah, can't, you'd never be able to do this now. But I guess there was, a, I think, a scene in Bubble Boy where there was an Indian guy with a, a Curry thing. He was running down the street going, Curry, Curry, like that. And every time he scored a three, they would play that on the video board. Incredible. But I don't think you'd be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, probably Was his name not. James James on Curry? James James on Curry. Yep, I just pulled him up. Yeah, kind of. My, my is my it favorite J- college? Is it Jameson or James on? James on Curry. That's an interesting name. Um, my favorite college basketball player ever though is D Brown from. Oh uh, yeah, he was incredible. Sense. Those teams were um, nasty. Yeah, they his were. senior year, I think that's when they went to the Final Four. I went to the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four, and the championship game. Um, my, both my parents went to University of Illinois, so I was, mm-hmm. I went, I followed them. I went to every single game, Sweet Sixteen, all the way to the, the national. So that was Darren Williams, right? I believe so. Yeah, Darren Bru- Williams, um, D Brown. Oh yeah. Who was the coach? Bruce Weber? Yeah, that sounds right. Is that just because the Illini were in it, or are you like an avid college basketball guy? Um, in my adulthood, I haven't watched as much college basketball, but I do really like... I have to start at the beginning of the season if I'm going to be super into it. Yeah. But growing up, yeah, my parents always watch college basketball. I think it's because I don't have cable. That makes mm. sense. Um... But yeah, he's like Bruce Weber's at Kansas State now. I, don't, I really liked him as a coach for their Illinois, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> who is who is the first teammate that greeted you in San Francisco? Uh, like other than the specialists? Sure, yeah. Um, it was either Richard Sherman or Jimmy. Oh wow, dude! When That's Jim, big time. Jimmy like walked up to me, I was like, "This man is so fucking handsome." <laughs> I was like, God, I can't bring my girl anywhere in this building <laughs> knowing Jimmy's here. He is super nice. Everyone was so incredibly nice. Um, I guess my little cousin um, told some kids in her class that her cousin played for the 49ers and these boys were bullying her saying, no, he doesn't. And so my my aunt told me and I managed to get... Um, Kittle to do a video with me in the locker room. Oh my god! Uh, showing our lockers and the funny enough, she was like, "You couldn't have picked anybody else because she went to Iowa State." So. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she was giving me a hard time. But it was all it was all in good fun. She was super thankful. That's yeah, awesome. K- yeah, Kittle would do that. So nice. Yeah, you and Kittle so are the only players we've had on the podcast. Just so that's you a know. great point. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, who is your and <laughs> this is sort of tongue in cheek, so you don't have to answer. But who's your favorite teammate? Um, I'm, I'm closest with Mitch probably. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'm, I'm close with Robbie too. Um, and this isn't like knocking our, like he's old in her interpersonal relationship, but yeah, he's, he's kind of the, I don't want to say dad, but he's the wise voice in the room. I know he golfs. Have you ever golfed with him? What's up? I know Robbie gold likes to golf. You ever golfed with him? No, I haven't. I'm su- I don't really enjoy golf, oh, and I'm okay. not very good at it. Fair, but I feel like I need to at least practice. Just if he does invite me, I'm not gonna. I don't want to say no. 
Uh, you said you have a dog. What's your dog's name? Hogan. Well, okay. His name, because I got him from uh, the Czech Republic. He's a working line German Shepherd. So his real name is Falco Gilavo. What? Um, <laughs> he has the, the whole deal. He has the tattoo in the ear. Oh, um, incredible. Like we do IPO, which is uh, dog sports. It's called Schutzen. And it's three series. It's obedience, protection, and scent tracking. Um, so while I was in San Francisco, um, I was able to justify and afford sending him to letting him board at the trainer we were seeing when I was living in Florida. So he lived in Florida. He had a three-month vacation in Florida tr- getting trained for IPO. Uh, and then I was able, when the season was over, I flew to Florida, stayed with them for a week, and was training with them So because I had to get caught up to what he was able to do. Right. <clears throat> um so yeah, his real name is Falco Gilavo. Like that's his registered name, but we call him Hogan. My fiance um, used to live in South Africa, and they had like a guard dog named Hogan. So we named him after that Hogan. Can so you like? Hogan too. Can you like go into the kitchen and get you a beer from the fridge and stuff like that? Well, not a beer, but if you follow me on social media for like a while, probably before I got to San Francisco, I didn't. Sorry, he uh, he. <laughs> He would get his front paws under the kitchen counter and pull knives out of the knife block and carry them around the house. What? That's so terrifying. we were making we were making the joke like you can take the dog out of Eastern Europe, but you can't take the Eastern Europe out of the dog. Like he's sent here to kill us. That's amazing. Uh, your photo on Twitter announcing that uh, that you had your contract at the 49ers included uh, a cat. What is that cat's name? So that's not our cat. That's my mother-in-law's cat. Mm. His name is Moose. He uh, he was. They're pretty sure he was the runt of the litter. He's really really small and he has no tail. They found him Crap. in a bag that someone threw out of their car on the highway. Oh jeez. Um, and my mother-in-law got him because she thought that her outside cat had like disappeared and died. So she got Moose to replace him. And then two weeks later, Rocky came back <laughs> out of out of nowhere. That's anyway. awkward. Yeah. So, but Moose is super nice. That's my fiance's favorite cat. She's trying to um, she's trying to convince my mother in law to give him to us. But I don't like cats. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Ky- Kyle has two cats. <laughs> um, I, have, I have two cats. Kyle, why don't you tell Hold Tabor the, the name of your cats? Because I don't want to. That's, that's uh, your, I have two cats. Thing. One of them is Stefan Purry. I'm a big oh, Warriors Jesus. fan. And the other one is Patrick Willis, um, named after <laughs> Patrick Willis. That's funny. Who retired very shortly before I got my cats. So um, <laughs> uh, I just linked my I just linked my dog's pedigree page in the chat. Oh uh, hell yeah. Perfect. We'll check it out. Uh who's your a few more here? Who's your favorite Twitter follow? Uh I don't follow that many people, to be honest. Okay, good. Perfect segue to the next question. Chris is the only 49ers media member you follow. Why? Um, so basically <laughs> what I do when a team is like showing interest in me, because I, if I sign to a team or if they're showing like a lot of interest, like the Colts were showing me a lot of interest before I signed to the 49ers, um, I'll go and follow. I think I'll search on Google uh, Sports Illustrated, Beat Writer, and then blank, whatever team it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how I found him because I don't think I follow any other. Yeah, you just said I don't follow any other 49, 49ers people. So just him. I see. And then uh, NFL trade rumors. That's it. Nice I, little feather in my I, cap. I'm not going to lie. 
I can't tell you it how excited it feels it pretty good. That that's the case. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mentioned the Warriors earlier. Have you met fellow Michigan State Spartan Draymond Green? I've met him at like, well, I don't even know. I've drank with him at Rick's before in, Mich- at, in East Lansing. Amazing. Uh, plenty of times. <laughs> I'm not sure if he remembers me, but <laughs> I know the the Michigan State athletes are pretty close fraternity if you will yeah. we i don't know it started in the 80s called we're called spartan dogs yeah um and so i mean there's a handshake that dates back to the 80s that hasn't changed uh and it's kind of it's mostly a bond between basketball and football but um i think especially the guys in the pros if, i would love to to go to a uh, golden state game and i know one of my former teammates uh benny fowler he's with the saints right now he and he and data are really good uh really good friends so i might reach out to him and see if i can get tickets or something where does the bay area rank in places that you've played or lived or been um i i can't give an honest answer because COVID has skewed it so i I don't think it gives it a fair shake i'm so dude my my lock screen whenever i turn on my computer is uh a filled up levi stadium like i'm so excited to play in front of fans we got like a little taste. I think we got like 20,000 people in AT&T Stadium this season. Yeah. And even that was like, uh, I felt like a crack addict or something. I was like, <laughs> more, more, I need more crowd noise, more, more. <laughs> it's uh, It took a while for Levi Stadium to break in, but 2019 when they went on their oh, run, yeah. it, got, it got pretty electric in there. So Yeah, the playoffs, nice. the playoffs are pretty wild. Before that, when the team wasn't very good, it was... It was pretty. I heard it was just a bunch of Silicon Valley dweebs. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was stale. Yeah. It was sterile, and there wasn't a whole lot of personality to it. But obviously, like if you win, the crowd sort of just it fills. Yeah, up. it fills up, and the it energy just yeah, it's it's way different for sure. Yeah. Uh, are you a beer guy? <laughs> I'm a beer guy, but I'm also the beer guy who, if I get drugged to a brewery, I'll. And I enjoy doing this. I can't tell you how much. I mean, it's <laughs> it's oh, no. sadistic. I lean in and I say, "What's the closest beer you have to Bud Light?" <laughs> and I just watch that hipster's <laughs> eyes roll back in the back of his head, and he's just like, <laughs> he just wants to punch me, but he has to serve me the the piss beer. <laughs> I don't like super. Yeah, I do not like fancy IPA swell just give me a nice easy beer to drink i'm gonna move on from this yeah we're uh, gonna disagree <laughs> heartily on that one <laughs> um are, have you are you a wine guy at all yes yeah i do i really enjoy cabernet sauvignon uh sauvignon blanc yeah i can't wait to go up to uh uh Napa, Sonoma, yeah, yeah Napa. Napa, Sonoma, yeah, Napa, yeah, Sonoma, that's a, yeah. That's a dynamite area if you have a I few days wait. to spend. Yeah. yeah, I've already my fiance went two summers ago, I think. Um, so she's already scouted out my favorite um, vineyard. There uh, is there Stag's Leap. Really, really like that. Oh place. yes, interesting. What's uh? I got like a special bottle uh, downstairs. I'm surprised I didn't crack it when I signed my contract. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like $150 um, Cabernet Sauvignon from Stag's Leap. It's like a special run that they did. Nice. Um, Pro Football Reference says you played one offensive snap for the Dolphins in 2019. Is that true? And if so, explain. 
Uh, yes, that would be the fake we ran against Washington, where we had Kenyon Drake. Kenyon, no, we had Kalen Bellage come in motion. Um, so we were in a punt formation, then we broke to a broken, bastardized formation, whatever it was. Uh, Bellage came in motion. And then I did a direct snap to him, and we got a first down. Oh. Wow, that's cool. I didn't realize that got counted as a offensive snap. Yeah, congratulations Sad- on that. Sadly, the play of the year in 2019 I wasn't a part of because we subbed me out for our starting center because uh, I think they had to block, like, Fletcher Cox or something. Oh. So <laughs> which, they weren't going to let me do Which that. play was that? Uh, the Mountaineer shot. Uh, oh. uh, it was a fake field goal. Got mm. it. Oh yeah, that was that too, was the uh, play of the year. Yep, Jason Sanders. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. And then didn't wasn't yeah. wasn't the 2019 Dolphins? Didn't they have the uh, the crazy kick return against the Patriots to walk it off? The Gronkowski play. Yeah, or like a like a hail mary uh, or something. Oh, that was 2018. That was 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last thing, you had something that you wanted to tease. And I wasn't sure if you were doing a oh. bit or if you actually wanted to do that. So I was well, I, here. I will be. I, I've got to meet with my artist, but like um, I've narrowed down like the merch site that I'm going to be using. So I will be having some Tabor Pepper slash Tabor Snapping slash your favorite snapper you've never heard of merch coming. <laughs> um, Incredible. I was thinking in the car. I was I was brainstorming some like catchy ideas in my head. Oh, snap. Something like yeah well that's way overdone actually that i can't do dr pepper licensing issues but um i was thinking of like something to get under fan skin but like in a good way like only the real fans know who Tabor pepper or something like that i was i was i had something better in my mind in the car i actually should have written it down because i i had like the the catch line for it um but i will be doing merch i see here that there are I mean, the list of products is nearly endless. I could make joggers, socks, pillows, mugs, stickers, tote bags. So I'll... Oh, an iPhone case. Who doesn't want a Tabor Pepper 46 <laughs> Tabor snapping phone case? Already it, got one. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if anybody has ideas, you can find them at uh, Tabor Snapping on Twitter. Yep. If, uh, T-A-Y-B-O-R. If you yeah. drop Tabor Snapping uh, joggers, I'm there. That's oh, just a, that's a thing that's going to be in my closet. So. I'll probably do like my little football head logo guy and then like a four six underneath it. Something slight. But if like, you know, if you're at Levi's and you're wearing the joggers, like the real fans, will give you like a wink, wink and a nudge. <laughs> yeah. nudge. Sweet, sweet taper pepper joggers. You're a real fan. <laughs> do you? Oh, I want to give a shout out. Something got started during the season. Yeah. I had no clue it would like semi take off the hashtag taper pepper defense squad um love that it i i did get the inspiration from the asap rocky defense squad on on twitter (laughs) so if any hate comes my way and you feel like defending me (laughs) you just own the person who was hating on me and then you just add taper pepper defense squad (laughs) hashtag taper pepper defense squad is that a Um, is that a common thing that people are just coming down coming down your road haters yeah no first of all i hate when people refer to like people yeah. who give you shit online as haters i hate <laughs> that people, but i love what my I'm saying haters. Is, no you don't it yeah, sucks i hate bleh, <laughs> god i hate it makes me cringe i oh god i hate it anyway but when people do come at me with like really dumb political takes or 
commenting on my teammates and i blast back at them if you fans want to join in and, and just bl- put them on blast just add Tabor pepper defense squad amazing that's awesome it's a growing movement I like um i have a much. i have one one last question um was tristan viscaino hitting mm. like missiles like were the were, were his kicks in that finale as impressive on the field as they looked on tv because it Dude, looked I was like in, I was in the hotel room. I had COVID. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. Oh boy, that's awkward. Sorry. I totally I watched forgot. his. I I did get to see because they were doing the workout, and I was like one of the first people to practice. I saw like one or two kicks, and like he gets insane amounts of height on the ball. Yeah, like they those oh, were crazy. They looked like where did he bombs, get signed? Dude. Did he get signed to Buffalo? Tristan. <laughs> this is great. Uh, d- hey, whoever edits this, don't cut this. I want this to stay in that we're... <laughs> He's a free agent. Oh. Oh, I thought he got signed somewhere right after the season. He's he, been a member I think of the he Bills good picked tape. him up. He has good tape. That's all he, That's all that matters is he got good tape. <laughs> of- that's all, seriously, like, for specialists, like, it doesn't matter how many games you played in college. If you can get, like, you're going to rank higher. Let's say you played 20 games in college and you have, like, four NFL preseason games. Versus a rookie coming out who has like all 54 starts in college and no NFL games as a specialist, they're going to pick that guy with the four NFL preseason games over you every day of the week. Wow. That's one thing I learned. Yeah. Uh, it was a thing on Twitter during that finale. Like everybody talking about just, uh, it was just weird because Rob, like Robbie's a good kicker and he makes kicks, but he mm-hmm. doesn't blast them typically. Like he's, yeah, I mean, you, get up there it's hard yeah 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 for sure but it was just it was just inter- like it was funny watching this guy you know just crush these kicks and it was like whoa where did this come from i was this guy <laughs> was a, agent. it became yeah. a running bit during yeah. week 17 it's like oh man this guy uh <laughs> according to chris sailor kicking which is of course the world's number one kicking and punting camp uh tristan viscano viscano signed with the dallas cowboys on january oh, cool. 22nd oh okay oh dub I, I figured he went somewhere yeah, good that's for good for him um Tabor, you have anything else you want to plug Can we call you tabes <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> great people call me tabes excellent um i think mitch calls me tabes i don't know i got a lot of nicknames um yeah, Tabor Snapping on Twitter, um, Instagram. I'm thinking about I need more logistics figured out. I would like to have merch done by then. But I think I'm going to do um, a draft watch party on Twitch. So all you guys can join me. Check it out. I'm hoping to do some giveaways. I just need to start planning it out. Um, I did it last year when I was with the Dolphins. Thank God I wasn't doing a watch party on the last day of the draft when I got replaced. But um, I will definitely do that first night. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on the contract and uh, best of luck in 2021 when uh, when you make your way back out to Santa Clara. And hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to chat in person. Um, Hell yeah. As opposed yeah. to Zoom and, and all this virtually. But yeah, thanks for doing this, man. Really appreciate it. Yep, thanks. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, guys, it's Tabor Pepper, and uh, we will talk to you again next week. Subscribe, rate, review. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.